And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, man, I gotta kick myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the tantalizing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's a true crime case solved by our G-men, on This Is Your FBI, starring Stacey Harris, going back to 1946. But first, Lisa Wolf Dillon is our lyricist for Learning the Lyrics. Lisa will read popular song lyrics, and I'll try to name the song while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? That's right, Carl, and we are on letter D, so all D. the songs begin with the letter D. I don't know. Nothing comes to your brain? No, nothing okay. at all. Mike, I need your prediction. How's How many, Mike? Going to do? Uh, I think you'll get two of these. Do you? Two? Two out of three? Wow. Maybe. Well, the way I've been doing tonight? I'm going to go with one. All right. The all middle right. one, right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's the definite. That's the one. Okay. okay. I'm with you on that one. All right. All right. So let's start. Remember, the titles begin with the letter D. Okay. Okay. In the morning, you go gunning. Is that the letter after C? It is. Okay. And it's before... Got it. Okay. Ready? Let's I know start my over. alphabet. Oh, good. I wasn't sure, but now I'm feeling good about it. I'm pretty sure everything you need to learn in life, you you learn by the third grade. And there's the problem. Okay. I'm going to start. In the morning, you go gunning. In the, the morning. You go gunning uh-huh. for the man who stole your water. And you fire till he's done in. But they catch you at the border. Sounds like a poem. I don't know. And the mourners are all singing as they drag you by your feet. But the hangman isn't hanging, and they put you on the street. Anything? No. Do you want me to continue, or you want to just hear it? No, continue. Okay. You go back, Jack. Go back, Jack. (laughs) Do it again. Do it again. Mm -hmm. Wheel turning round round and round. round. Go go back, back, Jack. Jack. Do Do it it again. again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't keep going more. When you know she's no high climber, then you find you know she's no high climber. Your only friend, friend, <laughs> in a room back, with your two timer, and you sure you're near again. the end. It's not do it again, right? No, the title is not do it oh, again. Shoot, it is. Right, but well, I gave I, it, it to you. No, I you didn't say Darn it. it. I well, did it. No, I, I said you it. go back, Jack. Do it right, again. So it, I got it. Do it again. I got it. In the Oh, I'm sorry. I, I gave you the title. I think it's Nolan Boyd. No. <laughs> I would have got it. 
believe me, back jack, I knew do it you again. You go back jack, I yeah, shouldn't have I, said do it again. As soon as it. you said back jack, I knew do it again. So yeah. believe me, I would have got it. Yeah, that was my error. I, I said the title without thinking about it. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you would have picked it up, but after after you, you got to that part. Well, sure, do now it, it makes sense. Yeah, but you... So, anyways, this is Do It Again by said, Stealing Dan. When you Dan. said Jack, back Jack, I knew Do It Again. Again. Maybe. Oh, no, for sure. Okay. For sure, for sure. Well, I'm I, not, I'm I not, gave it away. I swear to you, I would know it. Well... And so would most everyone. Gave it away. All right, so okay. I got one. Well, okay, you can see. I it. have it. Mm-hmm. Maybe is a little null and void. I got it. If I'm hosting, I say null and void. I got it. Okay. Second one. Okay. okay. I was Why don't you wa- give me the title of this one, too? And okay. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to say Yeah. Make sure you give me the title of this one. Um, let's okay. Let's make sure I don't. All right. Okay. I was walking mm-hmm. down a one-way street. Yeah. Just looking for someone to meet. One, I was walking down a one-way street mm-hmm. just looking for someone to meet. One woman who was looking for a man. Mm-hmm. Now I'm hoping that the feeling is right, and I'm wondering if you'll stay for the night. Hmm. So I'm coming. Oh, baby, please tell me. Hmm. I want to love you all over. I want to love you all I'm over. Making sure I don't say it now. I'm getting nervous. I do it again. Right? Now the feeling <laughs> is beginning to grow, and the meaning is something you only know. If you believe it, take my hand, and I'll take your heart. Anything? No. Come on. Now I wonder, where does true love begin? I'm going under, so I'm letting you in. My woman, oh, baby, please tell me. This Mm. is the one we thought you'd get. I want to love you all over. I want to love you all. Not. I want to kiss you all. That's a different song. It's a different song. Um. That's that's it. I don't know it. All right, let's play it. I was walking down this is "Do You Believe in Love" by Huey Lewis. Mm-hmm. Makes sense now that yeah. you hear it. Yeah. It's a great song, by the way. I love Huey Lewis. It's a good song. He's great. What a voice, huh? His voice song. is really so great. It's like raspy, but yeah, it had such a cool tone to it. All over. Do you believe in love? All right. All right. So some, you've got right. none so far. So, yeah. <laughs> So we'll see if you can get one. <laughs> You're the last one. Right. Okay. Um, you got me running. Going you got of, me running. Going out of going my mind. Going out of my mind. You got me thinking got me that thinking. I'm wasting my time. time. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll tell you. I hate you. when a woman says no, you know? <laughs> but no, like I, five times, she's right? Like, no, 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 no. I'm pretty I'll sure. I'll tell that you means, once more. I'm pretty sure that means no, Mike. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'll tell you once more before I get off the floor. Yeah. Are you doing this like... I am. I'm doing it right. right. You want to stay out with your fancy friends. I'm telling you, it's got to be the end. No, 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 no. (laughs) Oh, no. 
I'll tell you once more before I get off the floor. I'll tell you once more before I get off the floor. Don't bring me down. There it is. Got one. And I said. Don't bring me down. Electric light orchestra. Don't bring me down. I couldn't say that part. No, 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 no. There we go. Tell me once more. I'm going the floor. Don't bring me down. I wish I, I could record you, you post it. <laughs> Don't bring me down. This is Bruce. You know about that? Bruce? Bruce. It's Bruce. What is it? It's Groose. It's Groose, G-R-O-O-S. What is that? He made up the word Groose. Groose. It's completely made up, but so many people thought it was Bruce. That sounds like Bruce. I thought it was Bruce as well, that when he did it in concert, he often sang Bruce, just because that's how wow. the audience was singing it. Well, all right, so I you got learned two something. out of three. You got three. one out no, of two. No, no, no. That was Nolan no, Boyd. No, 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 no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> I got two out of three. Right, well, and you Mike can... would agree with me, because I had I don't, it. Is that right, Mike? He, he knew it. Yeah, I did. I really did. You might have. Yeah. It's hard to know. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Carl. When we come back, it's This Is Your FBI. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. This is your FBI. It was an FBI drama, and it was fact-based. And it dramatized closed FBI cases from the agent's point of view. It was created, produced, directed by Jerry Devine of Mr. District Attorney fame. And it was endorsed by J. Edgar Hoover. I wonder if he endorsed it in his underwear. What do you think, Lisa? Oh, there you go. I was waiting for it. I could have done it, but... Um, Anyway, Agent Jim (laughs) Taylor was played by Stacey Harris, and the action shifted from agents to the criminals, back to the agents again. It was very well done. It was heard on ABC from 1945 until 1953, and it was sponsored the entire time by the Equitable Life Assurance Society of America. Here is a February 1st, 1946 broadcast this is called The Sinister Souvenir and stars Stacey Harris. Here's part one of This Is Your FBI. The Equitable Life Assurance Society presents This Is Your FBI. This Is Your FBI. An official broadcast from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, presented as a public service by the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States and the Equitable Society's representative in your community. Before opening tonight's FBI file, let's consider the slogan, E Pluribus Unum that appears on every United States coin. It means one from many. 
In other words, get together, stay united. A perfect example is the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States. In the Equitable Society, three and a quarter million Americans have united for security, have pooled their dollars to give each individual member far more financial security than he could achieve by his own unaided efforts. These Equitable Society dollars are invested for the benefit of its members and to promote the industrial and financial health of the entire country, so that by serving its members, the Equitable Life Assurance Society serves America. Tonight's FBI file, The Sinister Souvenir. of you men who are now wearing discharge buttons in your lapels, here is a message from your FBI. It's about those souvenirs you brought back home with you, the shooting kind. You know, that rifle or pistol or Tommy gun? Well, already scores and scores of these weapons have figured in serious crimes committed by other persons who got possession of them. A little later, we'll tell you how you can keep your war trophy from becoming an instrument of crime. But first, listen to the recent case of one returning vet and the crime that came out of his gear bag. Most of the fellows kissed the good old USA's terra firma the minute they got off the boat. But not PFC Joe Williams. He saved his kiss until he came up out of the subway and planted it smack on Flatbush Avenue, Brooklyn. A little while later, he planted another kiss on the cheek of his sister. Joe, Peg. it's just so wonderful you're home. You're yeah. home. Yeah, I'm home, baby. Oh, I'm so happy, I don't know what to say. Well, I feel pretty good myself. Just let me look at you again. Okay. Oh, I've got to stop this. Let's get organized. You sit right down over there and I'll go fix you something now, to Now, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Food can wait. I've got some things to show you first. You have what? Presents, souvenirs, junk like that. I've got them right here in the bag. But you must be hungry, Peg, though. Hey, you just stay put. Here, now take a look at this. That's for you. Oh, Joe. Perfume. Yeah, that's genuine French perfume. Don't smell bad, either. Here, take a sniff. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Good, huh? And, and look, look <laughs> here, here's something for Eddie. One of those fancy Heidelberg Steins. Oh, that's beautiful, Joe. By the way, where is that husband of yours? Well, he's still sleeping. I'll call him now and tell him that you're No, here. no, no, no. Don't bother. Here, look, take a look at the rest of this junk. All right. Souvenir, souvenir. Hey, look. This here is a Nazi flag. It uh, is? Yeah. Here's some Heine medals. Take a look at this. There's an honest-to-goodness German Luger. Oh, that's a nasty-looking thing. Yeah, that's one of the sweetest automatics there is. I, I took it from the owner personally. How? Well, it's a long story. Hey! <laughs> hey! Oh, there's Eddie now. He's awake. Hey, where did you find Hi, Eddie. Huh? Oh, hello, Joe. I was just going to call you, Eddie, and tell you that Joe was here, but I was so excited... Isn't this a wonderful surprise? Yeah. Welcome home, kid. Well, thanks, Peg, Eddie. where did you put my brown suit? It's in the hall closet. Eddie, you talk to Joe for a minute now. I want to go out and fix something to eat. Yeah, okay. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, you look good, kid. Thanks. Thanks, Eddie. Uh, 
Uh, when'd, you, when'd you get here? Oh, I just got in a few minutes ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, what's all this stuff? Souvenirs, presents, junk, yeah. Oh, here's something for you, Eddie. Oh, for me? Oh, there, my dear. Mm-hmm. Right from Heidelberg. Oh, thanks. Hey. Yeah, what's with the gun? Oh, that's a uh, German Luger. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a good-looking job. Where, where'd you get it? I took it off a guy. Yeah. Uh, look, you mind if I look at it? No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, this is okay. Uh, Joe. Yeah? Look, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but could I maybe work a swap with you? Well, what, what do you mean? The slugger instead of the beer mug? Oh, gee, oh I, I throw in a little cash on the side. What do you want with a gun? Well, just for a souvenir. What do you say? I'm afraid not, Eddie. Okay, kid. Come on, let's go in and eat. Is that you, Eddie? No, it's me, sis. Joe. Well, did you visit all the neighbors? Yeah, I saw a few of them. Weren't they surprised? Mm-hmm. I purposely didn't tell any of them that you were home. I wanted them to be. Hey, guy, yeah. Yeah? I got to talk to you. What about? Eddie. Well? Now, look, Peggy, I, I know this is none of my business, and if, if he wasn't married to you, I'd keep out of it, but what does the guy do? You mean his job? Yeah. He's a salesman. What does he sell? Lots of things. Well, I mean, what? What, for instance? Well, now, why do you want to know this, Joe? Well, for one thing, I was talking to some of the guys in the neighborhood today... From what they said, Eddie's mixed up with the wrong kind of people. Oh. You knew that, didn't you? Yeah. I had another reason for asking, too. You know that Luga I brought home with me? The gun? Mm Mm-hmm. Eddie wanted it. He said he'd swap me the beer mug for it and give me some cash besides. Yeah, but you didn't give it to him. No, no, but I looked in my gear bag this morning. Yeah? The Luga is gone. Yes, the Luger is gone. But it is no longer a war trophy, a souvenir. It has gone to a darkened warehouse on the Brooklyn waterfront. There, in the hands of Joe's brother-in-law and a companion, the Luger has now become an instrument of crime. How many more boxes? This is the last of them here. Okay, let's get them out of the truck. Look, we've been here long enough. Listen, we take a couple of more minutes. Come on. Okay. Easy now. Wait a minute. Hmm? Listen. Probably the watchman. Dutch. Goddamn quick. Told you we should have. Shut up. He's coming right at us. He's going to spot us. No, he ain't. Let's blow. Forrest? Yes? My name is Hope. This is Mr. Rogers. We're from the FBI. Uh, How do you do? Uh, The body of the watchman is in the main warehouse. Uh, Come with me, please. Surely. Any idea when the killing occurred? Not more than two hours ago. That's the last time the watchman checked in. I see. When he missed making his last report, we investigated. After finding the body, we immediately called you. Uh, In here, please. All right. Go ahead, Jack. There he is, right over there. 
Now, if you'll excuse me, I'll go outside and wait for the corn. Surely, Mr. Forrest. Okay, Jack, let's have a look at him. Okay. Drilled him right through the head. Yeah. Well, we better start looking for where that bullet lodged. Now, let's see. He was standing right here at the entrance of this row of narcotic packing cases. A bullet entered low on the forehead. Came out high in the back of his head. Hey, look, Larry, high up on that post there. Where? Oh, looks like a fresh chip. Yeah. Uh, come on, give me a hand with this ladder. Okay. Over here, now. That's good. All right. Now hold it steady and I'll go up. Watch it. What'd you find, Jack? What we're looking for, all right. Good. If I don't break my knife digging it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's got it. Okay, come on up. What's it look like? It's not big enough for a 38. Doesn't look like a 32 either. No. Well, let's not bother guessing. Let's see what other leads we can pick up and then get over to the lab. Yeah, don't guess. Take it to the lab. Yeah. And have the lab boys and lab girls figure it out, right? Right. You should have been in that drama. You sound just perfect. You know, I would it. have been I would have been a good detective or <laughs> I think FBI so. agent yeah, or something. This is a good I, one. Am for I you. too old to join the FBI now? Uh fifty nine? Honestly, yes. Am I? They oh, wouldn't yeah. take me? No, I mean you have to do all these strength and endurance. I could do it. Is that right? You could barely I'd stand out. out from the carpet. <laughs> I work out every day. I know, I can but do it. You know what we do? We sit down on the carpet and we talk sometimes during the radio shows when it's time to get up, it's a whole to do. Well, I mean getting up once you're down, it's <laughs> now that's something. I think I could be a good FBI agent. Um, I I listen. I what you want? <laughs> I work out. I am. I can do it. I can do all the things. I can bet you I could pass an FBI exam. Um, I don't know. The physical exam is probably I pretty strenuous for I a, could do a younger it. guy. I could do it, Lisa. Okay, that's good. I'm glad. Uh, I mean, I? we'll never really know. Now I think I want to. I think I want to join the FBI. Can okay. I just join the FBI, or do you have to go through all the police you have academy? To go through all the whole thing. All right, so then I'll join the police academy. All right. Well, enjoy. Just text me every now and then. Let me know how you, if you're able to stand <laughs> I, up. I, <laughs> I'm in a patrol car right now, um, and um, we just pulled over some people. Lisa. <laughs> this sounds perfect. I'll have to get Carl. right back to you. That sounds stand great. Stand by. All right, I'll be right back. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. 
Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. You know, that was Adam West there saying, this is the best in classic radio, Lisa. You are uh, half of the best. So you're half best. I'll take it. <laughs> you're, half ba- you're half baked. I'll, that, I'll that take I'll it, say whatever for you sure. give me. I'll you're take half it. best. Half baked, half best, whatever you say, I'm in. Anyway, uh, I get a little slap happy last really? hour. Really, I didn't show. notice. <laughs> and I had a nap. You yeah. didn't even have a nap. I didn't. Your your eyes are like you're I like know. <laughs> you're like. Uh, <laughs> I know they're starting to go. I mean, heavy. <laughs> you're like you're like. Yeah, how what? Not, not what quite. No, I'm fine. And I and I had like an hour and I literally slept for like an hour and a half. Did today. you set your alarm? I set my alarm at. Um, let me see. Four. I, I took a nap. No, I took a nap at four o'clock. Set it for five thirty, and I woke up at like five twenty-eight. Yeah, I to, just, I just, I don't know. I have an, an internal clock yeah, or something. Time to wake up, but I have to set the alarm. I mean, because Lisa and I, uh, we carpool, and so I want to make sure I'm up. I don't want you ringing the doorbell. You know, hey, where are you? Oh, that could Carl, never happen. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> I banged down the door. <laughs> Yeah, and then the whole time we're driving here, you know, she's always like, "Why? What? Huh? What? what? Huh? No, yeah. that's not true. You're well, a very good driver. No, but no, you do that. You are a good driver. Once in a while, if a car goes in our lane, you're like, oh, it's a car. <laughs> <laughs> you should see her, Mike. It's well, like maybe you didn't I'm notice like, it. I'm like Lisa. Don't worry about maybe it. You didn't I got it. it. Your car is not the safest on the road. I'm, I got it. I mean, listen, it's not that's the '74 Chevy Nova." Has made it all well, this time. Maybe they just don't make them like that anymore. I got good tires on there. That's good. just because you can see the road underneath. Just like the you, Flintstones. Just, just, just because <laughs> it's rusted out on the bottom. Right. You're you're not going through right. there. Maybe don't I'm worry. not feeling secure in your choice it of gets, vehicle. It gets cold in there though. What it when is you're driving, very cold. You know. But uh, hey, right. Seventy four here. I I, but I've never had a problem with it. I mean, the one time it didn't start. Right, we that's were, true. That's went, a problem. Went to get gas <laughs> on the way to the radio station, and the car wouldn't start. Um, and the heat definitely is not working. Well, the heat's uh, it's seventy four. You know, right? What are you gonna do? All right, maybe I'll start driving <laughs> <laughs> my car. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not driving with you. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, no. All right, we're listening to this is your. I can't join the FBI. I have to so. go through the whole police academy. Well, that's a good thing. And all that. That's a good thing. We have a lot of police officers that listen to this show. I wonder if they can pull some strings for me and I I'm can just sure get they right want to. into like plainclothes detective and then FBI. Maybe you're just not cut out for the job. I think I'd be really good at it. Mm-hmm. All right. We're listening to The Sinister Souvenir, February 1st, 1946. Here's the conclusion to This Is Your FBI. <laughs> Come in. Somebody here to see Eddie. Who is? He says he's your brother-in-law. What's he doing here? Tell him I'm busy. Now nah, you can't be that busy, Eddie. Okay, kid, come on in. Wait outside, aren't you? Okay. What's on your mind? Well, uh, Peg asked me to come here to your office. She was worried when you didn't come home last night. I was working. All night? Yeah, all night. Doing what, Eddie? 
What's that to you? Well, it's nothing to me, but well, Peg's my sister. Well, let her ask the question. Look, Eddie, I talked to some guys in the neighborhood, and they told me some things about you that didn't sound so good. Oh, yeah? Like what? Well, that you were mixed up with the wrong kind of guys. What is this? Are you trying to pin something on me? Well, I just want to find out if it's true. Of course it ain't true. Someone's trying to knife me, that's all. And there's one more thing. Well? That uh, German Luger I brought home with me. What about it? You wanted it. That's right. I looked for it yesterday. It was gone. Now, wait a minute. Are you trying to say I took that gun? Eddie, all I know is it's gone. Have you told all this to Peg? Yes. Oh, that's great. That puts me in a terrible spot. Look, could you go on home? Tell Peg I'll be home for dinner. Then the three of us can sit down and straighten this out. Okay? Any lab report on that bullet check yet, Larry? No, but they had to call any minute. Looks like that's going to be our best clue. Why, Jack? What about those fingerprints we got off the windowsill where the thieves came in? They were the night watchmen's. Well, that's that. Targeted. Hope speaking. What's oh, the lab? Oh. Yes. Yes, all right. Uh-huh. Send over the complete report, will you, please? Thanks. What's the verdict, Larry? Caliber of that bullet was 7.65. Millimeters. That's right. It was fired from a German Luger. Peg. Peg. She isn't here, Eddie. Uh, oh, I can. I say, Peg went out. Well, didn't you tell her I was coming home for supper? Yeah, yeah, I told her. Where'd she go? See the doctor. Doc? What for? Well, looks like you're going to become a father. How can? Eddie, have you seen today's paper? Why? There's a story in it about a holdup in a government warehouse. Yeah? A watchman in the warehouse was killed. So what? Let me read you something. Yeah. The bullet which killed the watchman was found lodged in a wooden support. The FBI laboratory positively identified it as having been fired from a German Luger. What are you telling me for? When I was in your office today, I saw some boxes, Eddie. Boxes with government stencils on them. Well, who are you driving at? I know now what happened to my Luger. Now, look. You did that job, Eddie. You did it with my gun. You're crazy. Where's the gun? I don't know what you're talking about. Turn around. Keep away from me. Yeah, there's a bulge over your hip. I want to find there out. There we are. I was right. Yeah, wise guy. This is your gun pointing right at you. Let me have it, Eddie. What? I want the gun. Keep away, kid. I said I want the gun. Okay. Oh. So long, sucker. Of course, no returning veteran expects that the pistol or Tommy gun or other lethal weapon which he brings home as a war trophy shall ever become an instrument of crime. Joe Williams certainly didn't expect that to happen to his German Luger automatic. But two nights after he got home, one man had been murdered with it and next day, he himself was shot with it. A few minutes after the brutal shooting of Joe Williams, his sister returned to the apartment. Finding him on the floor, she called the doctor, then worked feverishly to bring him back to consciousness. 
Here, darling, drink this water. Thanks. Now, don't move, Joe. I'll lift your head. Okay. That's fine. That's fine, darling. I've bandaged the wound and checked the bleeding. The doctor will be right over. Uh-huh. Joe, what happened? Uh, it was an accident. I shot myself. That's not true. Honest, Peg. Yeah, then where's the gun? Well, it's... Look, I've got a pretty good idea what really happened. Eddie did this to you. No, Peg. Joe, I saw him run out of the building here as I was coming down the street. I called out to him, but he just kept right on going. Now, you tell me the truth, Joe. Okay. It was Eddie. Why'd he do it? Why? He did take my gun. He used it in the holdup. He killed a man. Oh. I tried to take the gun back. He shot me with it. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry, sis. Joe... Joe, we got to call the police. No, don't. Joe, he killed a man. He's gone. He won't be back. Look, you're going to keep out of this. What about the doctor? He's going to know that something was wrong. We'll, we'll, we'll tell him it was an accident. Look, sis, you're going to have a baby. Let's do this for the kid, huh? Right number, Jack? Yep. Yeah? Good afternoon. We're special agents of the FBI. The FBI? Yes. We learned about your brother's accident. May we come in and talk to him? Well, uh, um, yes, I guess so. Thank you. Go ahead, Jack. Good. This way, please. Thanks. Who's the company, sis? These men are uh, special agents of the FBI, Joe. What do you want? Well, Joe, we thought you might be interested in something we found out about the bullet that the doctor dug out of your shoulder. How did you know about it? Our doctors have to report these cases to the police, you know. That's how we got hold of the bullet. Well, what about it? Well, under our microscopes in the laboratory, it exactly matches the one that killed the night watchman last night. We'd like to see your German Luger, Joe. I, uh, I, I haven't got it. We know you didn't kill the night watchman. Uh, yeah, I say, I, I haven't got the gun. See, Did your husband take it with him, Mrs. Oakland? You know. Yes. We've checked everybody in your house since we found out about the bullet. Sis didn't know the truth about Eddie. We're sure of that. You see, she wanted to spill everything right away, but I kept her from it on account of... On account of... Yes, we even know about the baby, too. What we want to know now is where is Eddie Oakland? I wish we could tell you. We need a good description of him. The police knew him, of course, but nobody has a photo of him. I can furnish that. Oh, good. Jack. Yeah? I'll stay here and get a full interview on everything. You go back to the office, get out an alarm on Oakland. I'll meet you there. Right. How have you been doing, Jack? No results from the alarm yet. How did you make out? Very well. What did you get? Oakland's wife told me about an office he had. I went over to the place, found some of the goods stolen from the warehouse. Well... I also found a man there. I've had him booked as a suspect. Could he tell you where Oakland was? No, but he's being questioned now. I've put out an alarm on his car. Oh, you'll probably stay out of that. It's too hot. I'll get it. Hope speaking. Oh, hello, Howard. What? Yes, yes, wonderful. Good work. We'll get on at pronto. Thanks. Got something? Oakland's on the Commodore, headed for Chicago. Really? At least Howard turned up a ticket seller who sold Oakland space on it. Which section? The second. Let's see, it's midnight now. Train hasn't gotten to Buffalo yet. Let's get the Buffalo office on the phone. (laughs) 
I get you anything else, Joe? No, thanks. But you didn't eat a thing. I wasn't hungry. Now, you know the doctor said you've got to eat. I know, I know what the doctor said. Look, sis, I'm getting out of bed tomorrow. Joe. I don't want you waiting on me like now, this. Joe, I, I don't... caused you enough trouble. What are you talking about? Well, if I hadn't brought that stinking gun into this house... That gun's got no bearing on what Eddie did. Well, it was my pistol that killed that watchman. Eddie killed the watchman. Oh, if I could only get my hands on him, I'd... Do what, Peg? Tell me, what would you do? Why, you dirty... Take it easy. Eddie, why Shut up and listen. I come back here for a couple of days until the heat cools off. Then I'll be on my way again. No, you can't stay here. This is the safest place for me to be. I'm supposed to be on my way to Chicago. Can I help it if I'm smart? You're so smart, you've got the whole FBI looking for you. That's why I come back. The FBI will never think of looking for me here until after I'm gone. That is, uh, unless one of you tries to tell him something. In which case, there's plenty of bullets left in this Luger. Tell him where he can go, sis. Six me something to eat, Peg, and some hot jam. I said tell him where Shut he up, can go. Shut up, before I... Daddy, don't. I'll get you something to eat. Swell. Oh, and look. Nobody's leaving this house until after I do. Understand? Larry, the Commodore left Buffalo 30 minutes ago. We ought to hear something. Well, maybe it was late. Maybe so, but... Home speaking. Yes. What's oh, Buffalo now. Good. Hello, yes. What? Uh -huh. Yeah, I see. Pull the old gag, huh? Well, thanks anyway. So long. What happened? The man riding in Oakland space wasn't Oakland. Pulled the old trick, booked space, then turned it over to a hotel porter to sell to somebody else. Oakland's trying to be foxy, huh? Well, Jack, there's another part that usually goes with that particular piece of foxiness. What do you mean? Come on. I believe I'll get to show you what I mean. Good. I hope it chokes you. Thanks. Any more jabber there, Peg? Yeah. Pour me some. Let him pour his own. I didn't do a very good job on you, did I? Just swinging you in the shoulder. Maybe I can make up for it before I leave. What do you mean by that? Just trying to make him behave himself, that's all. That gun makes you a real big guy. I'm a big guy without it. Yeah, as long as I'm in bed, you are. Peg, will you tell us... Where did she go? Well, you wanted more coffee, didn't you? She had coffee right here. Well, maybe she went to make some fresh. Maybe she went to do something else, too, like getting on that phone. Leave her alone. Oh, no. Peg, what are you doing? Operator, hurry, please. Get away from that phone. Hang up, I said. <laughs> Told you not to do that. Get back in there. Take your hands off her. Joe, get back to bed. I'm going to fix this guy right now. Look, kid, I don't want to blast you again. Keep away, I'm warning you. Eddie, don't. Drop that gun, Oakland, and huh? don't turn around. Yes, <sighs> FBI. Ah, you see what I meant, Jack? If he was dumb enough to pull the old railroad gag, then he had to pull the rest of the act, too. Try to hide out at home. All right, Oakland. Come on. Eddie Oakland and his accomplice were tried for the murder of the warehouse watchman. They were convicted on the charge of first-degree murder. 
As for Joe Williams, his war trophy, the German Luger, was returned to him. But after it had been rendered harmless by experts of the FBI. And that brings us to the final part of your FBI's message to you returned veterans who have brought back firearm souvenirs from the battlefield. No one wants you to give them up. You earned the right to keep them. Earned it the hard way. But please, for your sake, for the sake of your loved ones, and for the sake of society, have a firearms expert render your gun harmless. Do this now. Do it now without delay, and you can be certain that your souvenir will always remain just that and never become an instrument of a crime. Next week, you will hear another thrilling case from the files of the FBI. Before telling you about it, here's a brief but important message from the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States. To the FBI, America looks for national security. And to the Equitable Society, three and a quarter million Americans look for the financial security of life insurance. These three and a quarter million people comprise the Equitable Society. Because, you see, the moment they purchased life insurance through an Equitable Society representative, they became members of this great mutual organization. Remember, like your FBI, the Equitable Life Assurance Society representative in your community is constantly working for the security of you, your home, and your country. Next week, we will bring you another colorful story from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, The Cautious Killer. The incident used in tonight's Equitable Life Assurance Society's broadcast are taken from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. However, all names used are fictitious, and any similarity thereof to the names of persons living or dead is accidental. Tonight, the music was under the direction of Frederick Steiner, the author was Frank Ferries, and your narrator was Dean Carlton. This is your FBI, is a Jerry Devine production. Now, this is Carl Frank, speaking for the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States and the Equitable Society's representative in your community and inviting you to tune in again next week at this same time for This is Your FBI. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. That guy at the end sounded sure. ABC.
The American Broadcasting Company. Doesn't that sound like he was? No, I didn't hear that like that. You know, <laughs> after, you know, they would do these shows live, and then afterwards, you know, the producer, Jerry Devine, he'd say, well, what did you think, everyone? You know what they would say? Uh, that what? was Devine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, Carl Frank announcing, and he spells it with a C. Oh, finally. Gosh, man. Doing it right. February 1st, 1946, the sinister souvenir, as heard on ABC. Uh, Stacey Harris starring in that broadcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Time for this month in music history. All right. Well, I can't end 1991 or this Hollywood 360 without a little uh, Rod Stewart. So this is Rhythm of My Heart by Matt Stewart, and this is from his album Vagabond Heart, reached number five on the chart in 1991. Mm. Number five? Number five. I mean, that's not bad. I like Rod Stewart. I know man. you do. I mean, you could brush up a little on the on his music. But... I was one foot away from him, Lisa. He walked right past me. And he didn't even say anything to you. He came out of this... He lives, like, at the time when I was in L.A., I was on Rodeo Drive at, like, a little, you know, like a cafe outside on Rodeo Drive, and there was, like, an apartment complex there, and he came out of an apartment complex with a very pretty girl, and I don't know if it was his home, her home, or whatever, but it was, like, an apartment. It was, but a nice one, you know, a really nice one. And he came out, and it was Rod Stewart. And I looked up, and there he was. And he, he didn't even notice me, Lisa. Right, I, feel, I, I can't believe He didn't even that. notice me. I don't understand why I he mean, didn't I mean, I've been like, Rod, you. hey, Rod, Rod, it's Carl. Rod. Rod. Right. And he just crazy. kept, and was with this girl, and he just kept going. Maybe he had eyes on her. He was probably busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give him a free pass. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was like one foot away from him. Right. Gosh. Wow. You sure it was him? Positive. Okay. Yeah, he has his own unique look. (laughs) Thousand percent. All right. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Well, that's it. Join us next week for more Hollywood 360. We'll tune into Nightbeat, The Whistler, The Jack Benny Program, Casey Crime Photographer, and The Screen Director's Playhouse. Be sure to visit our official website, Hollywood360radio.com. Will you be here next week, Lisa? I sure will, You're not Carl. going anywhere? Not this week. All right. <laughs> From my co-host, Lisa Wolf, our executive producer, Mike Costella, my crabby brother, Vince Amari, this is Carl Amari saying stay safe. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.